Well, hello there, and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. It is a delight to spend this hour with you. So, thank you for reserving this hour to spend with me. I come to you live every Thursday to talk to you about the book you're writing. How's that book going? Are you still writing it? Have you put it aside? Do you need a program to support you? Is it time to learn a little bit more about storytelling? Have you been getting a little bit lost in the process? Oh, my goodness. If any of that's true, you are in the right place because that's exactly what we're talking about today. The whole notion of project and the process. And I'll bet I'll bet you've heard a little about this before, but let's see what I can bring to the table today that might be new and inspiring to you. I just want to say hello to some new people in my world who have decided that it is time to write their book, get started on their blog, put forward that podcast, release that that. TED Talk they've been working on. Uh, I'd like to start with Kate to say I am just really, really excited about your ideas and bringing them forward while you are on a three-year sabbatical with all kinds of adventures coming your way. I want to say hi to Don B and congratulate you on how your music world is going to influence that which you are about to write. I also want to say hi to Don H, who has been thinking a lot about his stories and his essays and knows that the time to get going is right around the corner. We had a lovely conversation today, and I always enjoy talking with Don H., I also want to say hello to Heather, who is constantly impressing me with all the balls she can keep in the air with family, with career, and with the new book she has started. And I want to say hello to Ellen, who is on the other side of the world and who has owned a bridal shop for over 25 years. And she's really helping women now enter into the love story of their life, which is the story about knowing yourself. And when she brought this idea to me, I was thrilled, thrilled that she wanted to work on this together. So thank you, everyone. Also, Julie, did I forget to mention Julie? Julie has friends from afar that she is bringing into her manuscript, as well as really working on process, how it is that we process our way through life. So those are just a few shout outs to people that are newer in my world who I'm really excited to be working with. And if you would like to join this world, and if you're listening to the show live, it is September... 2021, I find that September, it's that time of year when kids are going back to school, when colleges have their doors wide open. It's kind of an initiation into learning, don't you think? 
I know as a kid, I always loved starting school. I had a real good relationship with learning. It, it kept me off the playground where I was getting pushed around a lot. So going to school, going to class especially, that worked out really, really well for me when I was a young kid. Going to the library, I liked that. Tend to have a lot of games going on there. And then when it was time to go to college, I found I really liked that too. Because in college, you could major in the classes and the subjects you enjoyed most and think about how that might carry you into a career. I felt really optimistic around education. So I think it's natural that when September comes around, I get really excited. And it is when I open the doors wide so that people that want to get into my world and Thanks for being patient. Sometimes the lines send us in other directions. We were talking about education. And one of the things I love about September, honestly, is that this is a time when I can open the doors wide open for my programs. And it just feels natural. It feels natural to say, now's the time to start studying. I've also noticed that writers and creators in general tend to feel that calling in the fall, sometimes in the springtime too. But the fall is just a great time where it, it's almost like an initiation into doing something new. So if you are on track with that, I'd love to invite you to think about having a call with me. If you want to write a book, start your next podcast, write your TED Talk. I tend to work mostly with people that are developing a book. And I'm also offering a writer's retreat in Northeast Seattle. Doors are going to be closing real soon on that, but I do have just a couple seats left. And I'm thinking of throwing in some really good swag if you're feeling like, yeah, I do need a retreat. I do need an opportunity to just come and relax and be with people and get those creative juices going so I can be back at home with that soulful sanctuary and writing process that you're going to learn about when you're on retreat. We're not going to do a whole lot of writing on retreat, but we are going to luxuriate and relax and just in that space, take in some new skills that will carry you nice and far. To learn about any of this, just go to my website. It's coachdebbie.com. Coach Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. You'll find out about programs, retreat. And if you just want to skip ahead, you can click on connect, send me a note. And anytime you have a question for the show or about programs, about getting a little more education, why don't you write to me? My address is askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Ask Coach Debbie. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. 
askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. One of the things that I talk about a lot in my programs is that most of us are drawn to learning more because there's some sort of project we want to work on, like a book. And most of us spend about 90, 95, 98% of our time worrying over and fussing over the project. But what I like to also work on and really help you get balance with is process. What is the process you might go through so you feel stronger? And so you feel like you relate more to that which you're creating. So you feel like you know the audience that you're trying to speak to. And so you just feel more confident. What you find is when you give a little bit of attention to your process, you start trusting yourself more and more. And that builds confidence who was it? Who was it that said, trust the process? Hey, there's the million dollar question today. If you know who, just send that on into me. I'd love to know who. But I've heard it all through my life. Haven't you? Just trust the process. Well, what if you don't know the process? <laughs> what if what if you're over here just thinking about, you know, I've, I want to create this product. I want to create a book. I don't even know the process. How are you supposed to trust that? Well, that's where mentoring and coaching and all this good education comes in. So if that speaks to you, give me a call. Go to my website. It's coachdebbie.com. That's spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Anything you need to know, you can start to find out there. I love hearing from you, and I'd be happy to help you out. Looks like Don B. has sent in a question today, so we're going to be getting to that. Also looks like Catherine has a question for us today. I want to just set the stage a little bit more before we're going to go to our next break at half past the hour here. And I want you to think about the idea when... Let, let's not let's not worry so much about writing a book right now. Let's let's go to some other thing where you decided it was time to be a learner and you got real courageous and you said yes and you started in. Maybe it was that you said, you know, I want to learn how people run 5Ks and half marathons, and full marathons. I mean, do they just get off the couch and start running? Or is there a, keyword, process? Is there a process they go through? Maybe you were like my friend Laura, who is a fantastic cook, and you thought, how do people do that? How do people decide what spices to go together? What what ingredients go together? How long you cook? What do you what sort of time do you put on your oven? What kind of process makes you become a good cook? A cook where you can trust yourself to put pleasing and delightful food on the table. 
So in, in that respect, there's a, a project learning how to cook, but there's a process becoming confident as a cook. My new friend, Don, he knows all about swing. And I'm guessing that learning how to play the drums in a way, there's a certain product there, but there's definitely a process in learning the how-tos and in learning how to trust yourself and becoming rhythmically savvy. I mean, how do we do that? So much of process answers the question of how do I do it? But here's the really cool thing. Process always, if you stick with it, that's the real key. Process always takes you further. It takes you into a more inner journey where you get to know yourself better, where you build confidence, where you can either create your own ideas about something, your own philosophies, but you really develop yourself in some respect. Maybe you develop yourself as a runner. Maybe you develop yourself as a chef or as a musician. Any sort of thing where you're deciding, I want to be a learner. I want to produce something. I want to produce music. There's going to be a process that gets you there. And you're going to find out real early on, it's probably not very linear. Probably has some highs and lows to it probably has some real challenges around it. And if you can get yourself hooked up with a mentor, they'll lead you so that you're not going down some crazy rabbit hole, wasting a whole lot of time. When I decided one day that I had been through, you know, I had been through quite a bit in life. I was doing a good bit of writing. I was building my third business, maybe at that time. Um, I was transitioning out of being a professor. I started to think about what is something still that really scares me? Because I had been through a lot. And instantly, I mean, it just this little four letter word popped up. And it's not one you would expect. But the, the word that answers the question, what scares you? It was quick. Swim. I don't know how to swim. I still don't know how to swim. I know a thing or two about running a business. I know a thing or two about radio. I know a thing or two about teaching college students. I know a thing or two about publishing. I know a thing or two about nutrition. I could go on, but boy still haven't learned how to swim. And, and I'll honest, honestly say I, I felt a certain shame around that, but I also felt a certain challenge. What I knew was that I wanted to work on the product. I wanted to become a swimmer. That is the product. That is the result. And I finally wanted it bad enough that I was willing to focus on the process. So catch that there. The product is that result you're going for. 
You want to be a chef. You want to be a musician. You want to be a swimmer. You want to be a marathon runner. You want to write a book. You want to give a TED talk. The product, it's that result you're going for. But you've got to be in a position of saying, yes, I'm doing it. I want it. I will learn it in order to really commit to process. This is the key. We don't think a lot about process. We dream and we, we have these visions and we have these ideas about the product. We know that there is a marathon that has our, our racing number on it. Whether we come in first, second, or 25th in that marathon, we know. Somewhere down the line, we're going to be a racer. But how to get from the couch to being in the race, that's a process. I know. I mean, I really know this with all of my being. I want to learn how to dive. Well, guess what? (laughs) You got to first learn how to swim. And honestly, diving sounds a lot more fun to me than learning how to swim. But I'm very, very well aware that people that dive know a thing or two or a hundred about swimming, right? It just makes sense. And they have all gone through the process of learning it. But this is where you face some fears. This is where you face some voices, Often the voices are going to just ask you questions and kind of drill you into the ground and scare you off and just say, well, do you have the time? Do you have the motivation? Do you have the momentum that it's going to take? Do you have the schedule it's going to require? Do you have the guts? Do you have the smarts? A lot of people, on the one hand, they know. They know in their heart they have the smarts. But they're afraid if they really, really say yes to it, maybe, maybe, maybe there will just be one sentence in the whole book that points out to the whole world that in that particular moment, they didn't have the smarts. It's weird how we will just alienate ourselves from the thing we want so badly. I did this with swimming for years and years and years. I even did it, and I've talked about this a lot here, even did it with my memoir. I thought far more about writing it than I actually spent the hours sitting at the desk putting it together. Far, far, far more. And just between you and I, it's not 100% done yet. But other manuscripts are done. And the same is true with those. Spent far more time thinking about them, worrying about them, scribbling over them, crying over them, making just a big chaotic mess over them than I did actually writing them. In fact, sometimes I talk about the fact that there was a coming of age um, collection of stories I did where I... I gave myself three months to do it. I knew I had thought about it long and hard enough that I could probably do it in three months if I put my mind to it. And 
as it went, my life just like had one cancellation after another. Time just opened up to me. And I ended up producing that coming of age collection of stories in less than three weeks. And I was thinking it was going to take three months and that that would be a rush. So sometimes it's that intimidation that makes the race so long. And that's usually because we're so focused on product, on the end result, on what we want, but we're really not focused on the process because every time we try to focus on it, we come up against all kinds of questions that start with a word like how. How the heck do I do this? Let's take a look at a question that came in earlier on today from Don B, where he was saying, you know, I have these times in my life where I know I'm ready to to write something and I just I just know I have to get serious about them, especially because there's um, sorry, I'm, I'm looking at his note here um, because there's this factor of being a newbie. So he asks here, he says, how should a person start their book? Should I get Microsoft Word? Should I do some of this longhand? Is it okay to write online? Should I save it every 15 minutes? What happens if I lose my book? What's the best way to not uh, lose it? Or how can I back up my files? <laughs> All of these questions are are really, really on the minds of anyone who is starting out as a writer. And some of the simple advice I gave to him is, I want you to always feel free to write longhand or to type whatever you want to do. If it speaks to you to write longhand, do it. But keep all your stuff in one place, like one box, one folder under one bed. Keep it in one spot if you're doing the writing. Some people, uh, just like Don, are wondering, if I'm using a computer, should I be saving it every 15 minutes? Yeah, you should. You really should. Because you never know when all of a sudden, you know, someone's going to knock on the door. You're going to walk away. Um, you might even, you know, turn on the TV, forget that you were doing some writing, go to bed, um, all of these things. And yeah, you want to be capturing saves as often as you can. I also suggest that you do not sit anywhere near a trash can because you don't want to be putting anything in the trash. Saving is your friend. The trash can is your enemy. And I, I'd say go with that advice for the first 10 years. After that, you'll have more knowledge on what might go in a trash can. But for about 10 years, just save every 15 minutes. Always, always, always use what we call a memory disk. They're a USB little drive that you 
you know, you plug it into the USB of your computer and it allows you to move any documents over to that. I would suggest doing that at the end of every day that you type. Seriously, how much stuff have I lost? If you want to watch me cry a river, we can go on and on and on about that. Why do I know you need to save daily? Because I didn't. So don't be like Coach Debbie. No, no, no. Save every day. And really, um, if I was to just hone in on this a little bit deeper, one thing I want to share with all of you is that if you're thinking that you want to take on a big project like writing a book or writing, you know, something big, a series of, of essays, something long, think about it in terms of bits. The bit that came to you in the morning is the bit you want to work on. And however far it takes you into the day of writing, great. But don't don't pressure yourself with a certain amount that you must do every day or a certain starting point that you must be at. The bit that calls to you when you get out of bed is the bit I want you to start with. Why? Because it doesn't matter if it's the middle of your book or an idea that came that will fulfill the end of your story. It doesn't even matter if you don't know where it belongs. What matters is that you want to give your attention to it. So do it. And you know it's the same in anything else. If you're a cook and someone says, today you must learn how to master homemade ravioli and you want to do the one pot roast, that's what you're supposed to be making. You know it. You know it in your soul. That which calls you is what wants to be created. So save all the time. Stay away from trash cans. Write on your computer. Write longhand, but allow the bit that wants to come into the world, come into the world when it's calling you. This is one of the greatest things I can tell you about process. If you adopt this, your how-tos of what to do with your day will start to shrink. Okay, we're going to have to take a break right here, but I hope you're getting something out of process over project. Send me a question if you got one, and please stay tuned. Hi, I'm Nathan Mum, host of Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum on KKNW. Tech Time Radio's live show is Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. And you can always check us on the web at techtimeradio.com. Our segmented stylized radio gives you the breaking news before it hits mainstream media. Join myself and Mike Rodea as we'll make you laugh. That's good. Hooked on phonics worked for you, didn't it? (laughs) Just a little bit. And learning something new in technology, join us Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. and Thursdays from 6 to 7 a.m. The technology show for the everyday common person. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. 
I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150, raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. What is hope? there welcome back to story you talk radio and thanks again for taking this time to spend with me and be thinking about those projects you want to bring into the world and how you might benefit deeply from putting a little time and energy into the process Often it is a mentor or a coach or someone who has walked that path before that can help you out with process. Think about the idea that your project is you wanting to meet some kind of goal. Your project is you're going to write a book. You're going to learn how to cook. You're going to create a podcast. You're going to learn how to be a runner in a marathon. But the process, how you do it, this is the part that really creates the shifts in your mind. It's the part where you learn how to trust. It's the part where your desires start to surface. And you really start to get into your creativity and flow. And for a lot of people, the process is just a mystery. How do I begin? What do I do? And because they don't know, they go right back to the project. I know, I know. What I'll do is I'll get off the couch and I'll run. And pretty soon I'll be in a marathon. And I can tell you from the few people I know that have actually completed marathons, and it's very few. I know a lot of people and I know very few people that have completed a marathon, there was a lot to do regarding process. But what came out of it was a trust in themselves, was a completion of knowing this is really, really, really something they want to do. So I think this is a really good time to segue into Catherine's question here. She writes in and says, I have had an idea about a podcast on my mind for two years now. I do a lot of copy editing, especially for moms that are too busy in business to do their own. I want to help moms. I have a targeted audience if I really sit down and think about it, but the guts to get this going is beyond me. I also don't know who I would contact. I don't like the idea of failure, but there is this part that feels like if I could just get it going and could just get it going soon, I might take off. Is this something that would be relatable to your show and to your audience? Yes. Yes, Catherine. Yes. It, in fact, the reason I didn't talk about it last week is because feels like it's very, very pertinent to this week. So thank you, Catherine, for writing in. And I just want to address this. When you know there's something you want to start and 
in your case, you said it's a podcast for moms. You said you have an idea of who your target audience is. You're, you're going to do copy for those moms that have businesses. So maybe they're in the early days of their businesses. We could say that the project needs you to pick a theme. That's an important part of your project. And it, it sounds like you have it, how to support moms that need to get their copy written. Um, you're going to need to get your equipment. You're, you're going to need to practice talking and getting comfortable with talking. You know that at some point you might want to bring on some guests. It's going to lead to you needing to hire help. Um, you're going to be writing like a demon. I, I can tell you that from being in radio for almost 10 years now. It It's going to produce a weekly writer in you. But what you might not have thought about yet, Catherine, is your process. Because, I mean, you being um, someone that wants to support moms, I just want to think about the idea that it's possible you are a mom. Did you tell me you're a mom? Um, what if you thought about the process of creating a podcast, like, you know, deciding that you were going to have a baby and, and you know that having a baby requires you to nurture your baby, in this case of a podcast and your content requires you to watch and attend to your baby. And in this case, um, who's listening? What is it that they need from you? If you were to have a baby, part of the process would be that you would adapt to the things that make you uncomfortable. Uh, maybe that could be, well, if you're having a baby, it could be that you're staying up late at night you know, when the baby needs to get up. But if you're doing a podcast, maybe, maybe it's just like me. And today, you know, I, the, I, I, my line got cut for a moment. Um, another thing that can be uncomfortable when you're producing live radio or a podcast is if your guest doesn't show up, <laughs> that's always fun. And you have to either cancel, and that can be very expensive, very time-consuming, or maybe at the last minute you decide to roll with that topic on your own and you step up to the challenge. All these processes of nurturing, attending, watching, adapting, adapting more, going through little freakouts, adapting more, starting, stopping, restarting, getting, getting comfortable as a public speaker. All of that is process that allows you to go after your product of creating a podcast. That's process. It's it's allowing you to grow. And I think, honestly, Catherine and everyone else, it's the part that scares people. It's the part where people say, 
you know, it, it's probably too much for me. Most, let's come back to being a mom. Most moms, when they're in the delivery room, say, <laughs> or scream, I want to go home now. I saw a documentary on this. Um, the nurses in delivery rooms, the famous phrases of, of moms that are in delivery, what is it that they are saying? One is, I want to go home now. That's what they say. It's like, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. I am not going to push and bring this baby into the world. I changed my mind. I want to go home now. Process is this bridge. Usually, if you think of it in your mind, it's often a tall bridge. That's often the image that comes to mind. One that goes over water. You can either walk in dry clothes on the bridge over the water. You can drive over the water, do it much quicker than if you walked. But without the bridge, without the process, if you want to get from one piece of land to another piece of land, you got to swim it. And a lot of people don't want to swim. <laughs> and keep in mind where we find bridges are usually places where the swimming would be of utmost challenge, if not life-threatening. But the drive across the bridge, that process, not so life-threatening at all. In fact, for many, just a daily, daily thing. But it escapes most of us who have never, ever, ever crossed particular bridges how we might do it. The process often does not get much of our attention. It's the product. It's the end goal that we focus on. But when you turn your mind to process, what you're doing is you're starting to find the balance in that which you want to create. You're starting to see that there is an outer journey, this thing you're creating for the world. Maybe it's a book. But there's also an inner journey where you're working with your words, you're working with finding flow, you're working with the idea that the bit that comes to you in the morning is the bit you want to write. You're working with the idea that even though several other people have written about themes that in some way are kind of like yours, they haven't done it the way you've done it. When you haven't thought about your process, the intimidation that what you want to bring into the world already is in the world and authored by someone else, that is big for many, many, many new authors. It's like, why would I do this? And, and if I start it, if I start writing this book on day one, what if I finish on day 180 and somewhere on day 170, somebody else publishes a book exactly like mine? You know what? People don't write books that are exactly like other books. They write books that have similar themes, 
They write books that have similar messages. Some of them have a similar mission, but nobody writes a book that is exactly like one that's already written. Usually the desire to write a book is because you have never found one that's exactly like the one you want to bring into the world. So it behooves you to step into a process. In other words, to commit that you will learn and you will one day at a time step into whatever you need to do to bring that book, that podcast, that TED Talk into the world. Now, I want to talk about some common things that scare people. But first, I want to share with you again that I once was learning how to swim. And I could say I'm still learning how to swim. I don't have it down yet. But I was surprised that, well, I knew I wanted the end result to be that I can do the backstroke. I can do the freestyle. I can do the breaststroke and I can dive. I wanted that as my final result. I had no idea what the process was beyond maybe I should take private lessons. I really didn't know. So I was very surprised when the first thing we did was learn how to go underwater and hold our breath without plugging our nose. Now, I just said right off the bat, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) And when I think about that, um, it was just my honest answer. I don't know how to put my head underwater and hold my breath if I can't put my fingers clamped around my nose to keep water from going in it. I don't know how that'll work. And so this gave us the opportunity to take a few steps deeper in the process. And my teacher just said, aha, what you're going to do is when you go underwater, you're going to breathe out little bubbles with your mouth. And he showed us how to do this. And lo and behold, I went underwater and I didn't get water in my nose and I breathed little bubbles out. And I popped back up and I was okay. I hadn't drowned. And I was pretty surprised that nothing really catatonic hadn't happened to me because I was sort of expecting it. For that little moment, I wasn't trusting the process. I wasn't trusting my teacher. I was thinking, why have I signed up for this? He thinks A person can go underwater and hold their breath. I don't think that's possible. But of course, he knew it was possible. (laughs) He knew that zillions and billions and jajillions of people had done it before. He knew how to do it himself. He knew how to teach me to do it. I'm probably not summarizing it very well here, but he taught me all in the same day, all in the same little half an hour of my swimming lesson. Well, guess what, my friends? When we go to write a book, sometimes what we think is, ah, I think I'm going to get a new computer and get a coach. There, I'm done. I have thought about process. Boom. 
over. Now I'll just do whatever they tell me and it'll all be good. But right away, right away, if you go back to thinking about your project, which is, I want to write this book in 90 days, or I want to write this book in one year, or I want to write this book two years from now and publish it, whatever it is you get into thinking about that end result, right away, your mind starts to talk to you about the process. And it starts to go, hang on. If I need mentoring, do I have the money for it? Hang on. If I need to write a book, do I have the time to write it? Oh, hang on. Do I have the means to keep it all organized and together? It makes perfect sense that you would worry about this. I've been writing since I was in my teens. And I still go to the place where I worry about it but I only worry about it for a matter of seconds or minutes. Oh my God, I'm going to lose all my content. And I realize, oh, you have so many systems for keeping content. I mean, if there's anyone in the world that has system upon system for keeping content, it's Debbie Handrich. I am not kidding. The real problem is, Will Debbie follow through? <laughs> That's the real question. But the process, the process constantly teaches me how much I trust me. How much do I trust my coach? How much do I trust the unfolding of the day? How much do I trust that I can learn how to hold my breath underwater if I can't plug my nose? How much do I trust that I'll be able to create five pages, 25 pages, 55 pages, 105 pages, 255 pages? How much do I trust that? Well, I can tell you, it only, only happens when we give some attention to the process. If we're only focused on the end result of the project, not the process, then we're not really investing at that moment in the process. And the process needs our investment. It needs us to just listen a bit. Try something for a bit. Wake up in the morning, hear the bit that's calling to us, and write it down. Even if, even if in your head you hear, but that's not the beginning of your book and you just started. Sometimes it's really, really important to just stick with the process you're in. You woke up. You thought of an idea. It wants to be written. Go to that computer or go to your notebook and write it down. You're working then on your project, but you're also working more on the process of just letting it come out of you as it may. The fear is that somehow you've abandoned your project because you're not following some outlined sequence and rules that say you must do it this way. That's the real fear, that there 
there is somehow some departure from what the real authors do when they're really writing and they're really creating. Because you've stepped more into the process of unfolding, of rolling out of bed, picking up your pen, going, wow, I just thought of this idea. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to just see what happens when I write this down. I'm going to see what happens when I just set the timer for 15 minutes and let myself write about this. Let me share an example from my student, Dennis, who did a wonderful job last week. It went like this. He's writing a book that is quite complicated, but it embraces an area of parenthood. Not the whole book is about parenthood, but definitely some chapters. I, I, have to, I have to not give it all away, so bear with me here. So Dennis and I get on the call, and one of the first things he says is, you're going to be mad at me. And I said, why do you say that? And he goes, because I just, I completely abandoned everything you taught me. And then he goes into what happened. And he talks about the fact how he had been in a meeting, how he had been at his, with his son, how when the counseling ended, he had this thought, it was on his mind. He just went to the computer. He started writing. He couldn't stop. More and more ideas just kept coming out of him. And the next thing you knew, he realized he had this subcontext for his book that he had never, ever thought of. And I said, why do you, why do you think that's going to be a problem? And he goes, well, we worked on this outline. And, and this stuff I wrote about isn't really part of the outline. And I said, but it wanted to be birthed. It wanted to come into the world. It was nudging you and saying, hey, this meeting has inspired you to write something and you did it and you found you just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. So I want to hear it. And I want to find out if this really does belong in your book, because if it really, really doesn't, it belongs somewhere. And that's what we have to remember. Sometimes when we're working on a project like writing a book and we've already written our outline and we've already started working with the coach and we've already committed to how many chapters it is and we're going through our life and we're inspired to write something and we actually do it, we think it's all over. This has this thing that I just wrote that's not related in any way, shape, or form has taken me out of my project. But actually, what it's done is it's teaching you more about your process. It's teaching you that as you live life, things are going to come up that spark your inspiration and they want to be released. And if you allow yourself to write, you're going to have loads of content. You're going to learn that things don't magically flow linear from first chapter to the second to the third. Often, the middle of the book wants to be expressed before the very beginning. That's natural. 
That's common. It happens to many of us. It's not a defect. It's part of process. It's part of just letting yourself be so you get to know who you are as a writer and you stop worrying so much that the project, the end result is the most important thing. It is important. If you want to write a marathon, run a marathon. It is important that you get out there and run it. But it's also very important that as you're in training, you allow what comes to the surface to really express itself because there's gold in that expression. It's going to teach you about who you are as a runner. It's just like writing. As you have a goal of producing a book, you are going to be taught who you are as a writer, who you are as an author. It's part of process. And usually a mentor or a guided book or some sort of course needs to introduce you to this so you can at the very least get going on it. If that's where you're at, my friends, I would love to talk to you. You can always find me at CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. You can find me here at KKNW, 1150 AM. And you can always find me at the live shows that we produce on Thursdays at 4 o'clock. Until next Thursdays, my friends, I wish you a great week. Namaste.